Are you all dreamers? I don't always wake up with a memory of what my mind was up to while I slept. But when I do, I almost always have dreamt of my grandparents' old bungalow at the Jersey Shore. I know every kind of light there at every time of day. I know the way the shadows creep over the yard to the tomato plants. I know the salty aroma of the old wooden windowsills and the silky patina on the glass. I know the moods of the ocean in the heat of the day and in the throes of a nor'easter. It's all as real as can be. That house was lost completely in Hurricane Sandy, and it had even then been some years since my grandparents' seven children and their families had been together there like we were when I was growing up, squishing around two big tables for dinner and putting the little ones to sleep in closets. But perhaps because I return to it so often in my dreams, it's the place that I think of as home. I thought of this personal sanctuary, this place that actually no longer exists, and maybe never did in a sense, when I pictured Jesus leaving Nazareth and making his home in Capernaum by the sea. He has just come through a period of wild temptations, confronting false promises of power, prestige, and security. And he has learned that his cousin John, who had baptized him with the water of the Jordan, has been arrested. How heavy Jesus' heart must have been as he withdrew to Galilee. What concerns must have preoccupied him as he made his home, set up residence, found a market, met his neighbors, overheard the gossip, learned the rhythm of the community. What about John? What of John? What next? Matthew tells us that having made his home at Capernaum, Jesus took up John's refrain, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. Jesus would keep calm and carry on, of course, but he would not do it alone. Because Jesus saw the people around him, and he caught them up into the work he was about, proclaiming good news in the midst of so much pain, teaching about the God whom he called Father, alleviating suffering in all its many forms. And the first he caught up were the ones he saw on his walk by the sea, brothers and fishermen whom he would make fishers of people. The four we hear about in tonight's gospel were men who had some experience of a certain kind of risk and a certain kind of reaping. The sea has always been a source of chaos and of life, of challenge and opportunity. Peter, Andrew, James, and John had no doubt weathered storms and damages and losses. They had learned to be responsive to the catch and to the market and to the empire that had its influence in everything. In other words, these men had gifts. They knew the work they were about. There is nothing in the story that tells us that they were 
the best at what they did, or that they loved every moment of their work, or that they had any ambitions to do anything other than what they were already doing. Yet Jesus invited them together to something even more significant, to nourish the world in his name and share in the risk and reward of his hall. And they followed him. They put down their nets and became a new community. I don't mean to suggest that Jesus' call to these four neighbors on his seaside stroll was arbitrary. But as I've thought about the story this week, I've been moved by a sense of its domesticity. Because God did then and does now make a home among us in Jesus. The God of all creation makes a home with us. He sees us and knows us and thinks, I could really use that. Even now, even tonight, <clears throat> life is hard. Life is hard. We come here to church for many and varied reasons, for respite and for strength. We come to collect ourselves, to withdraw and to connect. And yes, we come to eat among new neighbors at the Lord's table, to learn the rhythm of worshiping life, to cycle through new seasons of reflection. We come, perhaps, because we heard some voice tell us to, and we don't know what to expect. We come, and God willing, we learn that God wants us tonight, that God knows us exactly as we are. Incredibly, it is enough. If we will believe in God's offer, if we will risk following Jesus, then God will catch us up together into God's dream and will use us for greater purposes than we can imagine. So let us meet Jesus in scripture and in prayer, in the bread and wine, and let us be enlivened and emboldened to be in the world with the companionship of Christ, seeing each other as God sees us, working against all odds to make God's dream as real as can be, and the kingdom of heaven our home. <clears throat>